Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gonna be honest, don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's it's already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream. Ian Tyler said, was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life. My theory on referees is you give them the nicest changing room in the stadium. It's just the most bizarre oh, thing. Hear me out, hear me out. I, I cannot believe Gabby Abondahor's That's crazy, that. That's isn't terrible. it? That's terrible. Yeah, we may well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with myself, Dan Bardell, and back from paternity leave, Big Daddy Julian. <laughs> Actually, not Big Daddy Julian. Average Daddy Julian. Yeah. I don't, don't say Big Daddy Julian catching on. Medium-sized Yeah, medium-sized yeah, yeah. Daddy Julian. How are you? Not bad. No, it's very tired, actually. I was going to yeah. say not bad and kind of breeze through it, but... You don't look tired. You don't look any more tired than you usually do when you're on the podcast. I mean, to set the scene, it's it's quite early this morning. We're doing it before Dan starts work. I've still got a few days off, which is quite nice. But, uh, yeah, a lot of time in hospital. Little yeah. Alfie's uh, he's a joy, but he's not very well. No. <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm laughing. I laugh because you laughed. Yeah, well, he's not seriously ill, but no. we just keep going back in. It's a bit annoying. Yeah. Uh, a bit annoying for Hannah as well, but everyone's all right. Yeah, you might want to skip the first five minutes to the podcast if you're not interested in Tom's personal life at all because yeah. I, I imagine that's what the first five will be how you how you adapting to fatherhood <laughs> um, it's a weird one really because like you kind of think about the poos and stuff like that before it happens I mean that wasn't the first thing I was expecting <laughs> is, is it you think about the poos and you're like oh it's kind of gross but you're going to have to make do but when you've got a little boy, you just kind of have to deal with it straight away before he wheeze on you. Yeah. So it's kind of like... A, have you had anything like that happen to oh, you? Oh, yeah, I got bit oh, on really? the cheek yesterday. <laughs> uh, unpleasant. But, uh, no, we got to watch the, uh, the Alfie's first game was a second City derby together, so that was quite nice. Quite a nice moment. I mean, he wasn't particularly interested in it. He had his shirt on. Did he have a shirt on? Had his yeah. shirt on. Yeah. 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 Had his shorts, white shorts. Had his white shorts. Uh, <laughs> did, couldn't be bothered with the socks, to be honest. Aston Villa, you can only buy the whole kit. You can't just buy I've the shirt. I've got you there. They've had you there. They have, haven't they? Yeah. It's like, well, how are you going to put these tiny socks on a, on a 
four day old baby. It's not worth it. It's a good it. first game, though. Yeah, great yeah, first game. Yeah. It's had a nice first week, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Lots of lots of goals since Alfie's been born. I've been very. I was very supportive, wasn't I? When uh, you were going through, when Hannah went into labour, and you texted me saying, "I can't do the podcast anymore." I said that I, I could imagine. I, I can imagine you trying to be really helpful oh, yeah. during labour, but just being annoying. It's quite important to note that as a far as a as a uh, the, the father figure in the labour process, all you really do is like kind of rub the back. No. So, Keep pushing. Yeah. Keep fetching so water. I mean. That's annoying. That would, fetching. That would annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going as if she doesn't have enough to worry yeah. about. It was amazing, though. Labour is an amazing experience. Yeah, it took a long time as well, didn't it? Yeah, it's like 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot to talk about villa-wise, so we don't have to talk about the baby no, I quite enjoy to talk about talk about you you've obviously not been here for a few weeks I'm sure a couple of people asked me how you were doing at Villa Park oh, last really? week at the Forest Camp I couldn't tell you who it was who asked me but I'm sure a few people asked my dad was made me laugh was my dad doesn't really do texting or anything he's so lazy on the text but as soon as I said that you'd had a baby he wanted your number why? he sent me a message I can't believe he's going to text Tom it was really nice thank you to all the all the people that messaged it was very very nice to read those um, yeah thank you guys <laughs> It's lovely, really. It is, yeah. it's, it's great. It's a complete life change. There's a few questions here saying, like, uh, what the biggest what the biggest highs? The biggest high so far has been the Villa win. Right. Uh, the Villa-Birmingham win, watching it with Alfie was really nice. Did you watch any NFL? I bet you've put him through. No, do you know NFL what? Games. I thought, again, when I thought we were pregnant, I was like, I'd watch all the NBA, watch all the NFL. It'd be great. I, like, when he wakes up, it's just... How do we stop yeah. him crying? Yeah. And there's no, so far I haven't hit the chill button where it's just like, ah, just let him cry and I'll put on the Steelers. I mean, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I do feel like it's something I have to say. And at least if I say it on the podcast, it's there. Can the christening not be hey, the villa playing, <laughs> please? Uh, well, you have to book in your christening fairly early. Oh, It'll be a Sunday, obviously. What if the game gets unlikely to move to a Sunday? Yeah. So okay. unless it's a unless it's a derby game, that'll be quite unfortunate. Well, you already know when that is, so. You're definitely uh, coming uh, to the Christmas. Well, if I was invited, then. I'd come, Tom. Yeah. I did, it was a bit presumptuous of me that I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be invited. I assumed because I was at the baby shower, I'd be invited to the christening. Oh, you got to keep up. You got to yeah. keep up with the baby. Yeah. You got to meet him. I want. I want to see your mum and dad again as well, and your and your sister. I've, I've deciphered uh, the baby shower. I think your sister prefers me to you. <laughs> Haven't you a, deciphered that from every member of my family? No, no, not just yet. But I'm a bit more of a laugh. The, the right, than you okay. are, I think. So I think your sister's quite. She likes a drink. She does. Yes, I think. I think she just preferred me. That was my opinion. Well, you met her at my birthday a few years ago. Yeah. So that obviously that connection's taken a little while to manifest itself. Yeah. But let's not dwell on that. Let's get into Villa. Right. Okay. Now, I've called it. That's five minutes. You've had your five about your life. Right. Thank you. No need to ask me how my life is. How is your life? Pretty boring, you, mate. You sound quite ill. Uh, yeah, I'm still struggling. With we my should throat. say uh, sorry. Last week, no podcast. Uh, Dan and Chris had to kind of pull. Pull it off. I mean, it was very kind of you to blame Chris. Well, I'm not blaming to do with Chris. but I couldn't step in and do it with Chris because I was kind of busy. Bit, bit busy. But you, yeah. you, you've been a bit under the weather. Still struggling with it, and I actually had some proper work to do last week, which really hindered me. So I had to put that first. I mean, for me, it's it's a, a benefit essentially because it means that I get to talk a bit about the the Birmingham game, about the Forest game. I mean, a lot of times passed since then now. Uh, yeah. week. But yeah. It's, I mean, you're in charge of the notes, so it's up to you what you do. Three games. Uh, in the last week, but <coughs> I think we should definitely touch on it because we haven't in the podcast so far. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the borough game first and then work back? Yeah, well, let's work backwards. You, you like to work back, don't you? Yeah. All right. So, borough nil, Villa three. Comprehensive. We camped in their half. What did you make of it? I just thought it was a complete performance. I thought we were never, ever in trouble in that game. Obviously, uh, it could have turned at 2 0 when Neyland tipped that uh, shot from Hugill. Yeah. 
onto the bar. That could have completely changed the game. So I imagine they'd have, I mean, they're quite direct anyway, but I imagine that would have led to us hanging on mm. a little bit as it was. Neyland made the save. We ran at the other end and Glenn Whelan scored the goal of his life. Yeah, so, kind of. So it turned into a, a comfortable win, but I felt we were comfortable all, all the way through. I just never never felt in trouble. I mean, I didn't wasn't at the Derby game and it wasn't on telly, so I didn't see it all the way through, but apparently this was a more complete performance against Middlesbrough. We were just dominated from start to finish. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's it's so pleasing to see as well. And, and Smith, Dean Smith, comes out after the game and says it's a says it's a, a, an almost perfect performance. And and when he's saying that, because say. he's been so not critical of the team, but uh, driving perfection essentially. When he's saying that, and we're going in and beating um, a, a championship contender, essentially, you know that that this is a Villa team on the up. Yeah, and you look, we've actually got a few injuries as well, but I thought Al Ghazi came in. He'd not really not really started any game, I don't think, since Smith's been here, and he's barely started since he's since he joined the club. I thought he was unbelievable. I mm. thought he was so good. Not just going forwards. I just thought he was so good going back. You could see that, that again, you can just see that the players are coached. Mm. You can see that there's stuff that's worked on, on training. He's tracking back was excellent. He won the ball back for, for us a couple of times as well and him and Balassi on the, on the wings are just a threat aren't they because they're both just so tricky and they're both just so direct and powerful yeah I've got Balassi in my notes I just thought he was he was immense and, and all day just being so so tricky and you, you can't you can't defend him because he's a Premier League player yeah and he'll only get better the, the fitter he, he gets as well I think it's good the competition for places as well because I'd have said that Adoma was probably undroppable before that game just because of his defensive work. But then Al Ghazi comes in and basically mirrors it mm. defensively and, and arguably look more dangerous than Adoma does going forward. So it's good to have competition for places. Obviously, Kodja played on the wing against Birmingham and um, Forrest. He scored against Birmingham. He's, he's on the bench now. So Smith's shown as well. If, if you take your chance when you're in the team, you'll you'll stay there and if you don't like Codger didn't do it the game after against Forrest and, yeah. he's, and he's lost his play so it just shows you, you've got to play well to stay in this team What did you make of Tammy Abraham just continuing this unreal form? He's just such a good such a good striker especially at this level I mean you know that when we first heard quite early doors that we were linked with him we both wanted him because we knew he could score 20, 25 goals. I mean, he's already on his 11. Mm, yeah. Now, that's a that's a great return at this stage of the season, considering he only joined on the last day of yeah, totally. of August. What what a return that is. He's just, he gets a lot, of, a lot of chances, but he puts himself in, in good positions. I'm not, they're diff, completely different types of players, but Harry Kane scores so many goals because he has so many chances and he's so involved mm. in the game and in the penalty area, outside the penalty area. Abraham's a, a bit the same. He he gets a lot of chances even against Forest when he scored four. He could have had six, yeah, and arguably missed a couple of easier chances than some of the ones he scored. So he's just a just a great player. And there's obviously the rumours now that Chelsea want him back in January. I don't I don't see that materialising. I was going to come on to that. Brett Leader says any recall clause in Tammy's deal or any of the others, both in and out. The Birmingham Mail this morning saying that Chelsea are investigating possibilities, but that that. May just be paper talk, yeah. But that kind of leads to the impression that they do have an opportunity to take him back. But if you look back to this time last year, I mean, I've got to be honest, I don't know for fact about Tammy, but I knew for fact about Snodgrass last year that he did. They couldn't call him back yet. The papers were saying, "Oh, West Ham, David Moyes, the Scotland right. link. They're gonna, they're gonna call Snodgrass back in January." So I'll try and find out, but I just, I don't see it because Sari isn't going to call him back and he isn't going to play ahead of Giroud and Morata. 
Mm. So he's not going to want to go back to Chelsea to not even be on the bench. He's loving life as well, isn't he? Like, he is. He's very passionate as all, well. All of the celebrations where he's giving it big licks against Birmingham, oh, and, and he he's he totally gets it, and and the fans love him. And even when we were struggling under Bruce, you know, Tammy Abraham was one of the players that wasn't getting booed. Essentially, there was, there was a whole raft of boos, but they weren't reserved for Tammy Abraham. No, and he didn't get many chances when Bruce was there. Let's face it, in term in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net, we sure. weren't creating anything, and you were looking frustrated. Now, he must be loving it. It just seems madness, doesn't it? That like a couple of a couple of months ago, you and I were sitting here talking about how we were chasing the game, but yet nobody was in the box, um, and, and we had nobody to put the ball away. Now, Tammy Abraham scoring four in a game, and we we've got so many players in the box. That just seemed like the most basic bit of coaching one hundred and one to me. And Balassi. will come on a bit more to Balassi, I think, in in the next uh, hour or so. But the He's just putting the ball in after and after and after. And like you say, with Adoma, with El Ghazi, with Kodja, all we're doing is feeding Tammy Abraham and, and the midfielders that are arriving afterwards. And we're getting shots off, if not goals. Yeah, I noticed something in the in the Borough game at the weekend as well. I think Balassi put the ball across and it was just past Tammy. He couldn't get there and he went to the back stick and there was no one there. And you could see Tammy was saying to El Ghazi, you're supposed to be... At the, at the back post that, that, that's where you should be so you can say that the instructions are that get, get players in, in the box when Horahan moved into the more advanced position obviously he got himself in the box at the end of the game and teed it up for, for Whelan coming in as the, the deep line midfielder and I, I know it was a, a bit of a joke goal really but the deep line midfielder under Bruce was just stuck on the on the halfway line like, yeah. Whelan wouldn't have been that I know he wasn't like in the penalty area but Whelan probably wouldn't have been that far forward, I know it's a bit easier when when you're not chasing the game and you they're, they're chasing the game. You're just trying to get themselves back in, but just but, so many good signs. Well, we wouldn't have got to that point, I don't think, under Bruce. Like you say, we we would have just kind of maybe gone one nil up and then settled, or, or yeah. gone maybe two nil up and and kind of held on. I mean, like that didn't say. happen very often. Yeah, sure, exactly. Going one nil up wasn't yeah, yeah. too often. <laughs> yeah. either. but that's it. And and like you say. Smith's philosophy is just to, to push on and push on and push on and, and having Whelan at the edge of the box just seems absolute madness but fair, fair play to him he's, he's come under a fair bit of stick probably the most of any under under Smith's oh, apart from Nealand um, uh, under uh, Smith's uh, era so far you are of a slightly different opinion that it's not, not deserved as much as maybe it's made out to be I don't really think anyone deserve stick I don't, when you win four in five it's hard I to don't see it. the point I just don't see the point of it it's not going to achieve anything when people are going on social media and absolutely panning Neyland and adding him in it like, and I know that the players read social media what does it What does it achieve it's not going to make him play any better is it even if you want a new goalkeeper we can't get one till January so mm. it's counterproductive there's literally no point to doing it but there just seems to be a weird mentality on social media that you have to have to abuse people mm. I mean fair enough if it's Piers Morgan that's all well and good <laughs> yeah sure but, any, but anyone else <laughs> there's always an exception to the rule yeah, right? what's, the, what's the point of going on there and abusing your own players mm. I just cannot understand it or abusing the guy that does your fan channel what's the what's the, <laughs> what's the point I mean yeah I don't understand why anyone abuses you no, I, he went when we didn't win on um, Wednesday someone tweeted me something and I sent it to Rollo and he was like oh good this has started again oh, just because we've not won what kind of what? it's nothing to do with me it's your fault I know always your fault what did you think of uh, El Mohamedy returning to right back in uh, in place of suspended Hutton he's just consistent he doesn't do the spectacular at all but he'll always offer you a 6-7 out of 10 El Mohamedy I thought he, thought he played quite well and I'd 
I'd still say he's been in one of our top three performers, top three or four performers this season now, Mohamed. I think he's been very consistent when he's played. He's played different roles and, and played them pr- pretty well. I, th- I just like him there. I like him at right back. I've... But he's difficult with Hutton. Someone asked a question, didn't they, about would you put Hutton straight back in? It becomes difficult now because Hutton's obviously played so well against Blues, scored mm. that goal against Blues. Obviously, defensively, no one was brilliant in the in the 5-5 the game after. I think it'd be harsh to take Hutton out. Mm. And I don't think you can take Taylor out at the moment. I think he's being pretty consistent. I think he's being the equivalent, basically, of Al Mohameda. Take- left back, he's been very consistent since Smith's come in. He's the other one, uh, along with Whelan, where if you have to criticise somebody, Taylor get, kind of gets short shrift. I know lots of Villa fans don't like Taylor and perhaps rightly rightly so he's not the best defender we haven't seen the best of Taylor still but he's been very consistent since Smith came in and we're keeping a lot more clean sheets and, and Taylor surely yeah, has something in, to do with that four in eight yeah. he just offers us a bit of balance with Hutton there there's, there's no balance because he hasn't got a left foot so I like, I like Taylor there I'd, I'd pick at the moment I'd pick Taylor every single week yeah. if he's fit purely because there isn't really anyone out a proper left back there other than Taylor as I say like this time last year, I presume Jack was b- returning from injury or had just returned from injury. But there's people last year panning Jack. Mm. Oh, he's never going to make it. He's never, never going to be good enough. Now he's our, now he's our best player. Bjarnason, I remember people were saying, oh, he's never the same. He's never going to make it. He's not going to be good enough. Now people love him. I was definitely in that camp. You just have to give people a bit, a bit of time sometimes. Even like... Hogan and Hogan came on the other night. Just looked a completely different different player. It was only it was only ten minutes, but he made that goal essentially, didn't he? I've got a Hogan. I've got Hogan in the notes. I thought it was really nice to see him. Obviously, he has that relationship with Smith. Smith trusts him from his time at Brentford. So it was great to see him and going at defenders because yeah, we because we didn't see it again. He was a target man, wasn't he? Or just lump the ball forward and let him chase it? Yeah, pointless. I mean, he's going to struggle to get in the team. The, yeah, sure. We're only going to play one up front, and Tammy isn't going to be shifted very easily, is he, with his eleven goals? But you need you need a squad. Yep. You definitely definitely need a squad. So he'll get a chance at some point, but unless Abraham gets injured, I, I find it difficult to say how Hogan's going to start games. But again, like I say, at least when players get the chance and if they know if they do well, they probably stay in the team. Whereas under Bruce, that wasn't happening. People were doing well, and then as soon as someone came back, they would drop like Elphick. Had two really good games around Christmas last mm. year. And I catch John Terry. But he was dropped straight away. For John Terry, and I, I don't really think that sent out the, the right message, to be honest. If you play well and you've got the shirt, you should be able to have a chance of keeping that shirt. Well, speaking of centre backs, let's move on to the. Uh, unless you want. Is there anything else you want to highlight from the Borough game? I don't know. I'd, I'd rather focus more on that one just because it was more recent. I just want to pick up on what you're talking about there about centre backs and, and panning people generally because James Chester came oh. under a lot of criticism. In the f- I mean, nobody. I forgot about that. N- nobody in uh, in a five all. No defender is going to cover themselves in glory in that one. But it's a team thing. It's not just the defence. It's not just the goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, the, midf- the midfield for that Forest game. The first couple of goals, they just walked through us. Yeah. Now, that's not just down to the defence, is it? I mean. I agree. There was a good mistakes from the defence within some within some of the goals, and a mistake from the goalkeeper within some of the goals. But with the keepers as well, you, every keeper makes mistakes. Look at Pickford yesterday. Mm. Absolute clangor. Yeah. At the end of the Merseyside derby. Well, I, I think 
in that Forest game, Joe Lolly absolutely ran the game, didn't he? He looked so sharp. Three assists, didn't he? Four assists and a goal. He scored the, the long range, didn't he? So, um, Villa fan as well, Joe Lolly. Is he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's tough. I mean, I've looked at that one a lot, a lot of times with with Neyland. I still can't really work out whose fault is what happened. Yeah. Like whether it was just a it moved in the air, banana a little bit yeah. in the air, or whether he, he, he wasn't in the corner, so maybe he should have got that. I think he just took him by surprise. The fifth one, I think he should do. I was really watching. He should do a bit better with. I think he should absolutely do better with the yeah. fir- uh, with the fifth. And but the first three, I don't think there's a lot he can do about any of them, to be honest. And the fourth one, like you say, is is up for debate. And the first one, Graben won't score an easier goal ever. Second one is a kind of. I don't feel like he's hit it as cleanly as he wanted to, but he's ended up going right in the corner, so he, he isn't going to get that. Third one felt a little bit like an own goal at the time, although mm. I don't, don't think it's been given as an own goal, where he's just ended up ended up in with a lot of players, yeah. including the goalkeeper, going for the ball. Fourth one, you can probably ask questions. Fifth one, he shouldn't be getting beat. Yeah, He's near post, but I see a lot of keepers letting goals like that. It's not just him, the fifth one. I see a lot of keepers where I think mm, they should have covered off the near post there, or they kind of pick a corner. And don't and don't save it and go the go the wrong way. So, has he had a, a mixed start to his career? It's he's either not like the sublime or the ridiculous, isn't it? Because he's made some great saves. Well, that's absolutely brilliant saves. That save the other, other night was phenom- a phenomenal save. The power. One. Yeah, it was a great yeah. save. So Neil pushes it onto the bar, and and like you say, if that goes in, the game is is a completely different one. And it's not just. Uh, the strength of, of hand to save it, but it's the reactions to save it as well. Yeah. That ball is going at some speed, um, and I think Neyland is at his best maybe when he doesn't have to think about things so much. I think maybe his best when he's not at Villa Park. Yeah, he's not got the whole end on his back. Well, Audrey Lynch actually says two clean sheets last two away games. Audrey Lynch says, "Yay, the dream team." I assume that's me and you. I mean, that's very kind. Yeah, <laughs> any team with you really being called Whoa, team is particularly kind. I've been back twenty minutes, and uh, and that's that that's hurtful. Uh, with regard to Neyland, do you think that his nerves get to him at Villa Park? Seems to yeah. play better away from home. I do think that. I do think that, and I completely understand it. I mean, you, you touched on it, and then I've ended up going to, towards the goalkeeper. But you were talking about Chester. Some of the stuff I was hearing about Chester in the whole end. Get a grip, okay? Has he been as good as the last two seasons? No, he hasn't. But I'm not having it. You sounded very much like David Brent there. Okay, well we're going to do this, but is it like sorry? Pan- panning him. So the guy to the guy next to my dad on Wednesday, I wanted to throttle him. Yeah, he said that oh on Twitter, didn't God. he? One, uh, he was making out as if Chester's the worst player ever to pull on a Villa shirt, and it's just not not the case. Did I you nearly said something? I was going to say, did you call him up? No, no, you just went onto social media and gave it all that, didn't you? No, I thought I'd, <laughs> I thought it's best not to say anything. But he's just—I mean, to be honest, when you conceded five goals, I can't really jump up and say anything. It's just that you've got every right to criticise players, and I've got nothing against people that criticise people. It's the way that some people do it. I just don't like it. Uh, Maybe it's just me, but I just do not like it. Yeah, I think I think there's some. I think sometimes it's deserved. I think. The, the speculation about Neyland and obviously Tom Hutton, uh, Tom Heaton, Tom, Tom Hutton, Alan's brother, <laughs> and my, my my relationship with Hutton, um, Tom Heaton. That speculation I think is kind of fair because the Villa team is playing so well at the moment. It's always it's, it's just only natural to look at the weakest link essentially and go where could we potentially improve. Now the goalkeeping position is one of those positions that we could improve. That and centre back and like kind of cover for centre back I would say. Um, so it, it kind of natural, but criticising our, our club captain who's done so much and still coming back from injury as well. And kind Playing of with an injury last week been, as well. Been thrown back in 
to make sure that we that we have a centre back because yeah. we've been left so short uh, this season following Bruce's departure. That doesn't make sense to me. There, there seems to be two two paths that you can go down. The ones that you can fairly kind of assess and go, yeah, okay, we need to talk about that transfer wise, and those that just it's just kind of talking for talking's sake. You can criticise players. You you pay your money. You're entitled to your opinion, but. Some of the, the levels of abuse, are, are, there's a word here I want to say, but I know I'm going to say it wrong. It begins with vitri- vit- vitriol. Yeah. What? I don't get it. Mm. I don't get Why are you so angry? Get, get a life. We, we, uh, yeah. Again, it seems fair that you could get angry when we were bottom of the Premier League and playing really terrible oh, football. Oh, I got angry then. That's the exception. Exactly. But when Jolly, you're people there, like Jolly and Lescott was taking the absolute mick. Yeah. Go for it. Have a, have a pop. But you'd have thought Chester was jolly and less got on Wednesday with this guy. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly my, my, my dad can probably back, back me up in the comments and Kevin was sat next to me. They can back me up. It was unbelievable. It was so bad. I wonder I wonder if he celebrated Chester's goal. Do you know what? On Saturday. I just saw uh, Tom Hutton follow you. Uh, <laughs> Isn't no, that weird? No, that's, not, that's not my phone. That's your phone. He's followed you. Yeah, that's what I said. He said followed me. Oh, did I? Yeah. He's right. followed me. You're tired, yeah. He obviously could hear could hear you talking. Anyway, there you go. Is that why you said it, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you saw it, caught a glimpse of it, and then said, Tom Hutton. There you go. People are saying, I can't remember if someone's asked this in a question, but mm. people are saying, oh, if Jed Steer comes back, he's automatically number one. I don't think he is. I don't think that happens. Because I don't think he's as comfortable with the ball at his feet as Nealand. And one thing I will say for Nealand is, he starts the counter-attack off very well. Mm. His quick rollouts are a big part of how we're playing at the moment. I mean, I don't think any opposition watches this podcast, so I hope I'm not drawing attention to it. Yeah. His rollouts are very good. He distributes the ball very quickly and gets us on the attack. This is this is in the same bracket for me as putting somebody in the box if you want to score goals. Yeah. Starting, the, starting the game off quickly at the back. When we were uh, last year, a couple of years ago, all it was was hit long ball and get it to Hogan possession high up the pitch would lose it but then at least we'd be up high up the pitch playing out from the back is just so good good, good to see I, I feel like Twan Zabi is probably oh, the most improved player this yeah, year come so on, far. Leaves and, and he seems so comfortable with his feet and he's playing the ball forward lofted short passes obviously John McGinn has come under a lot of uh, um, praise as well but playing out from the back is so refreshing yeah it's, cl- it's great what we do because even from kickoff, before before Dean Smith came in, we used to just knock the ball back to Yedinak. Mm. He basically used to kick it out of play. That was that was our kickoff. It was like rugby. Yeah, kick, kick, kicking for touch, which was just bizarre. I never never understood it. And you talk about Twan David, the way he's bringing the ball out, he either brings it out and he's astute enough on the ball to play a nice forward pass. If Grealish has dropped into space or one of the wingers, mm. or Horahan's then drop drop deep, give it to him. We, we we start again again. I like him in that in that deep role. I think he's a very good distributor of the board. He got man of the match, didn't he? Mm-hmm. On on Sky, and it felt quite smug to be honest, because I think Danny Higginbottom's one of the, one of the the best pundits around. I think he's such a good such a good pundit. And when he gave Horan man of the match, I thought that's good because he's <laughs> saying what saying what I say. I felt vindicated. Did you? Yeah, because I think he's great in that deep line midfield. And again, it it gets us going a bit a bit more quicker. No disrespect to Whelan, I like Whelan, but when he was there against Blues in the first half, the ball wasn't moving as quick as quick as it does. I think Connor under Smith really suits that sixth position. Mm. Really, really suits it. And him getting man of the match, as I say, validated what, what I think I've been saying all season about playing the three of them together and that it would work. It's been a weird week at, at Villa Park, hasn't it? Obviously, the, the 
Second City Derby win, absolutely great. Great for I kind of want to get your impression. For obviously you were there, I wasn't. You have that win, and then you go to to the the Forest game, five all. Was that a point gained or two points dropped, or how how do you assess that? What, what did, how did you feel coming out of that game? I was a bit upset because obviously we got to five four, and then they had they had ten men. So at that point, I would expect us to perhaps go on and score score again. Mm. I kept saying to those around me, we need another goal, we need another goal, even at 5-4, because I said if Graben gets one chance, he'll take it. And Which I'd we for- saw last year. I'd forgotten how good Graben was. Yeah. I think I'd underestimated him again. I'd, I didn't realise how good he was before he came to us, and then he'd gone, and it was, to me, I just thought, oh, oh well. Yeah. No loss, but he's a good, good guy. I still prefer Abraham. Well, he's got 12 goals himself, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he scored again, a couple again at the weekend, I think. I still prefer, much prefer Abraham. I just, there's something about Abraham I really like. Mm. But Graben is, a, a, at this level, you'll struggle to find a more complete striker. I think he does he does a bit of everything. So, from that respect, I, I was a bit annoyed. You got the then that we were 2-0 down after six minutes, and would I have taken a draw at full-time at that point? Absolutely. It's a team around us, so they haven't, they haven't gained anything mm-hmm. on us. In that respect, I just looked at it as a freak write-off game. If you played that game again, that would never happen. It just—it was just a complete, complete one-off. It did, was just a ridiculous game. Did you enjoy it as it was happening? Oh yeah, it was for a laugh. It's funner. Yeah. But again, another thing, we've been crying out. We just wanted to be entertained, and now, now this. we've got that. We are being entertained. Okay, we might not win every week, but the fans, even when we were winning, were complaining in general under Bruce because they wanted to be entertained. So when you draw a game 5-5, five, five, I don't think you've got any right to complain, really, because this is what we asked for. Especially when you're 2-0 down so early and you've, you've fought back. Yeah, I was never worried at 2-0. I said, I think, well, I think we'll get back in. I think oh, I'm real confidence in this team because you just know they'll score goals. You just, no, I looked at Forrest and thought, well, their keeper's a bit of a joke. Pantillamon. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I saw him dive all night in Pantillamon. So he's not a great goalkeeper. I just I just fancied us to score goals, but I didn't see us conceding five. I feel like El Ghazi's goal in that game was has been vastly underrated. I don't feel like people are talking about Touch it. and finish. Uh, it was beautiful. It's good ball from Tyler as well. Very good ball. But the way he brings it down with his right and it just kills it dead and then strikes it beautifully with his left. You're talking about a very few goalkeepers in the world that could have saved that. And the the quality with which... the money to eight foot five as well. So <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to save it. The quality with which you need to, to do that really... I, th- I feel like that was a turning point for El Ghazi because he's, he's kind of come in under Bruce but in a, in a losing team and, and Bruce didn't, didn't, want didn't have the confidence to play either. Whereas now he's in this wonderfully attacking team in a, in a system where there's four wingers all competing at a very, very high level. He's really set the bar for himself there with that finish because we've seen him have a couple of pot shots and, and he's tried to take his chances, not had it. That goal... I, I, Really like that goal. Yeah, Bruce didn't sign him. I don't think Bruce, no. did, Bruce didn't want him because he got a goal and an assist in his first two games, and then we never saw him again. So he was clearly never a Bruce signing. Yeah, I was talking to someone about him the other day, and they said described our guys as he's got a bit about him. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think he's he's very very skillful, very very direct, and if we get him right, he'll be a, he'll be a weapon that perhaps some had written off a little bit. Yeah, well, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Ti Ghost Wave. Uh, with how well Balassi and El Ghazi played last game, what will the likes of Kodja and Adoma need to do in order to make the starting eleven, or are they set to be impact players now? I think you just said the same about El Ghazi a few weeks ago. Things change very quickly. Yeah. It's very fluid, isn't it? Like you need a squad. 
There's a lot of games, especially exactly. over December. There's a ridiculous amount of games. Over December, so everyone will get minutes. Every every everyone will play. There'll have to be a bit, an element of rotation, except for at centre back, where we don't really have anyone. Although we're supposed to be signing James Collins this week, aren't we? Yes. Which is a, probably a good move. It's made the notes over over Christmas. It's made the notes, yeah. so it's 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 news. <laughs> um, I'd say that's a pretty savvy thing to be doing over Christmas. Never particularly rated him first time round. I thought he a bit rash. Was never really in the position he should be in, and I thought always felt that was why he made so many blocks because he was never where he should be in the in the first place. But we we need another centre back. Right, if Chester, if Chester gets injured, injured, yeah. But he's been playing with an injury, yeah, yeah. So you need another centre back, and Yedinak isn't a centre back for me. Oakley Doakley, uh, what's our best combination of our front three? Tammy has the main role, but uh, who, in your opinion, should get the first, uh, get the wide spots first? Albert Codger, Balassi, or El Ghazi, uh, or should we just rotate them? I mean, they're going to be rotated. It will be rotated. It matters what we think. Beam, I would always pick, pick Blasser. I really like him. Oh, I just think he's too good. So good. Last too, couple of games, absolutely too good on for fire. The, too good for the championship. I mean, he gave the left back in the Forest game absolute nightmares. And, yeah. then, and then, then we moved him to the left-hand side, which I didn't really understand, because the left back was having a nightmare against him. He brought him down for a penalty. Mm-hmm. Got, sent, got sent off. I think it was the left back that got sent off mm. as well. He absolutely murdered him. So I'd always pick Balassi just because... It, I think he takes people away from Jack as well. I think maybe that's one of the reasons he plays on the left, actually. Just thought of that now. Because Jack plays on the left of the central midfield. So if you've got Balassi there as well, it's it's harder to double up on Jack. So it may perhaps gives him a bit more space. Yeah. While we're, while we're talking about the strikers, Stephen, Steve Patmar on Twitter. With the blistering form of Tammy, how do you think Scotty Hogan is feeling? And do you see him moving out on loan in January? No. And how is Tom finding sleep deprivation and nuclear nappies? Well, let's do the first part of that first. I mean, we've pretty much done both those things already. Yeah, the nappy situation is a weird one. You just don't know what you're going to expect. I had a massive poo the other day. Um, and, you know, it's, it's unpleasant. What about Archer? Alpha, who's Archer? <laughs> <laughs> who's Archer? My illegitimate child, yeah. Archer. Uh, oh, yeah, very good. That was a good joke. It was a good joke. I got the name got completely lost in yeah, it. Yeah, killed um, All right, let's talk about the first part of that, though. With a blistering form of Tammy, do you think Scotty Hogan is going to get a chance? Will he go out on loan? I don't think he'll go out on loan, because as we've just been saying, you need a squad. Mm-hmm. You have to have a squad. If anything happens to Tammy, Scott plays. Mm-hmm. So he won't be going on loan. I th- he'll sit there and be realistic that Really, Tammy's undroppable, so there's nothing he can do at the moment. He's just got to be ready when he does get his chance and when he does get the little cameos, make an impact, which mm. is what he did on Saturday to finish finish the game off. So, obviously, he'll want to play and he'll, his time at Villa for him really hasn't gone as well as he'd have hoped. Mm. But things things can change very quickly. Things can turn on sixpence. Certainly can. They can indeed. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the... Uh, the, 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 the Birmingham game, yeah. Uh, just because we haven't in the in the podcast, and it was such a such a great game. Uh, <coughs> essentially, I think for a, for a neutral, it was a really open attacking game. Obviously, Birmingham started off strong. They looked very good for the first half an hour or so. Stifled um, us, yeah, and and obviously got the lead, and then could have scored again. Uh, che Adams uh, hitting the post with a very smart finish. Gary Monk has them playing pretty well, and yeah, they're, they're punching. They're crossing. Their crossing ability was very, very good as well. They got behind us a couple of times and and looked dangerous. But we Villa 
just kind of worked ourselves into the game. Again, no element of panic at all in it, uh, and just got better and better and better. Again, I was never particularly concerned, even at 1-0 down. How, sorry to just no, jump in. Okay. Before the game starts, are you a nervous kind of guy? Do you get a bit of the dolens? Usually, before? but just for that game, usually. Yeah. But the last two years, I've just nothing. Really? Just not been concerned. Right. Just feel that we're the better side. I just feel that we are better than them. Yeah. We're more equipped to win the football game. They do very well. I mean, they've won both their games since, to be fair. Yeah. So that's a, probably a, be- a better result than people think. Because they are doing well. I don't, I don't like them, but they're, they're, they're doing well. They've mm-hmm. got a couple of decent players. I thought that Mahoney was quite dangerous. Mm. On the wing as well. If they'd gone 2-0, I think the Forest game shows that it wouldn't have been a mega stress for us. So I still think we'd have got back in because there's just goals mm. everywhere. They they missed that chance and then just switched off. They had a mad five minutes and suddenly they find themselves 2-1 down. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether you saw it, the Davo, the Birmingham fan cams guy. I haven't seen it, no. He said something about for nine minutes it was dreamland like... Like it was Stevenage going to the new campus. It's a weird thing to write. Yeah. I thought it was really strange, but like they were loving life for, for nine minutes, but it just got turned on its head again. And if I was one of their fans, I'd be fuming at going in 2-1 down. Yeah. Absolutely fuming. And then they started the second half, not switched on, give away a silly penalty. It was, he was looking for it, but... It is silly, though. He's, made, he's given it. the referee a decision to make. He's gone in mm-hmm. for it. And quite clever from Tammy, the way he shoved him, because the referee didn't see it. So that was quite that was quite clever, but just a disastrous end to the one half and a disastrous start to the, to the next. Yeah, for them, that was their that, that, when they were playing one in the first half. That was their chance to to beat us at, at Villa Park, and I just I think they've got a bit of an inferiority complex sure. against as well. Some of the stuff I've seen from them afterwards. I mean, they love to talk before a game. The Blues fans absolutely love to make idiots of themselves before the game. Like after the game, I thought I'd go on Twitter and have have a bit of fun for for a week or so until the until the next until the next game. Just some of the stuff they say. Well, you should should be us the amount of money money you've spent. Just that's they, they that's spent a fortune. That's a year. classic, isn't it? That's some of the stuff they come out with. Absolute trash bag. <laughs> like, and I thought I don't know. I can't even remember some of the stuff I've said on Twitter, but I've had some fun. You've had you've been quite good on Twitter. Have I? I would I would uh, if I was to summarise in an emoji, I'd do a little fire one. Yeah, would yeah. You? There's been, been flames. Some yeah, on flames. Yeah, woke. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just. I just thought there's no point saying anything before, just in case we don't win. I enjoyed the the one going back to Middlesbrough, that guy about Fortress Riverside, oh, or whatever it was. That was that was an enjoyable tweet. It's worth worth having a little look at Dan's oh, tweet. I've had some good on Twitter. Yeah, in recent, recent times. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure it'll come back to bite me at some point, but you, at the moment you're I'm getting good a lot. Form. You're getting a lot of heat for uh, for all your name drops, and that has escalated. Me? Yeah, you, not Dolan. No, definitely you. You're you're, you're you're trying to catch up with Dolan. No, no, no. I think no so. one catches the big man Dolan. Declan Pierce has given you. A lot of grief. Depp Pierce is the worst person <laughs> out there for name drops. Um, we, uh, we I would have recognised Depp Pierce in the stand at Villa Park. I'd only recognise him if I saw him in corporate. <laughs> oh, wow. Cold. Um, really special moment for Jack Grealish uh, to, to score against the Blues. And, and uh, like you say, it's such, a, such an important goal as well to, to give us a 2 1 lead at half time. Do you think that affects him for the rest of the season, or do you think that's just like a Tick, thank you next, Ariana Grande. Move on. I mean, I had no idea what that meant, what Ariana Grande means. <laughs> thank you next. Oh, new, is that new song? song? Oh, yeah, well, number one. Good right. to see you keeping up with the pop, the pop <laughs> I've music. I've listened Tom. to so much Radio 1. Have you? And it's on like every third I'd have song. had you down as a Radio 2. A Radio 2. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I set you up for that one. On classic FM. I don't mind uh, smooth. Uh, smooth radio. No, I'd have definitely had you down for radio. Not Radio 1. 
Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I bet I can imagine you not being allowed to listen to Radio 1 when you were younger. <laughs> I don't know why. why. I don't know. Not when it got to late, like Tim Westwood. Yeah, oh, you yeah. might swear. Not Tim Westwood in Cambridgeshire. Cambridgeshire, is that a place? Is yeah. that right? It yeah. didn't sound right when it came out of my mouth. Cambridgeshire. That doesn't Cambridgeshire. Sound. Cambridgeshire. Anyway, yeah. uh, Jack Grealish, push on for the rest of the season, or you just it's just another. Of course one. he pushes on. Of course. Of but course the, does the on. goal matter to him? Yeah, of course it matters to him. Him and his family. He's ticked a massive box. But it's something off the bucket list. That's what I mean, though. Does it? Does that spur him on, or is it just another one, another accolade that, that he's going to remember th- for the rest of his career? In the interviews afterwards, he said how much it meant to him, but he was saying he wants to get this club to the Premier League. Mm. And playing the Premier League, so the aim is to, to push on for the rest of the season and get Villa up. That'll mm-hmm. be his that'll be his ultimate aim. I mean, he did well to play in that game because he wasn't very well, right. but by all accounts. So we, the the whole week leading up to the game, and I think the night before and in the morning he was struggling, but you couldn't tell on the pitch because he, he just played his normal game, yeah. didn't he? Doesn't let the occasion get to him. Got fouled an immense am- amount of times, and to pop up and score a header at, at the back stick, you'd never put money on that. Would you be so emotional just to see him? And I think he was really emotional as well. Obviously, dedicated to his his little brother that passed away when they were they were younger, Keelan. So, just a great moment for the family, a great moment f- for him. And I, I know how how pleased all the fa- all the family are and how chuffed they all were. It was just a nice moment. He's gone there on Sunday, gone to Villa Park on Sunday, and done something that we would all love to do. Mm. As Villa fans, I mean, we'll, we'll never do it. No. To, to score again at that moment's gone definitely. <laughs> yeah, I would think to, so. To score, again, to score against Birmingham, I can't imagine what that would have felt like. It must have felt. It must be. The, he said it was the best moment of his career, didn't yeah. he? After, after the game, it was written all over his face with, with the celebrations. It was quite, quite emotional. I felt quite emotional in, in, in the crowd. Just, to, I don't know what. I think. The one of your own kind yeah, of. Yeah, because you know for a fact that he's. Had a season ticket since he was about five, six, six years old. You know that if Jack wasn't playing for Villa, his family would still be going to the game. Jack would be going to the games mm-hmm. if he wasn't a professional footballer. So I think it just just means more. Although I've got to then say the Hutton goal felt kind of the same, even because he's like an adopted son. Ad- ad- adopted son. I never used to like him a few seasons ago. He's turned me completely round. That goal. Was, it felt like everyone was just lent lent back, like. Dreaming that he was going to score, and I've got to be honest, when he got in the box, I thought he's going to score it. Yeah, and he just, just rolled it in. It was a good finish as well on his on his left foot. I mean, again, I don't think the Birmingham goalkeeper's up to much. He's not a good goalkeeper, Lee Camp. Who was it, Lee Camp? Lee yeah, Camp. I he's, was. he's past his best. Yeah, he, a, he's been around for ages. I know Lee he, shouldn't be, he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. He shouldn't still be playing second level football, second tier football. But you like Hutton started so far back, you know, like fairly within his own half and, and you just like you say, you kinda of just kinda of build and build and build. I'm sitting on my couch, you're obviously in the stands and uh obviously in America sitting on your couch. On my couch. <laughs> uh, on my sofa. My settee. Yeah, I see you three piece. <laughs> yeah. Still got the wrapping yeah. on. Um and and but you just kind of go up and up and up and and Hannah's napping in the next room and you oh, no. you got to kind of kind of stifle it a little bit, uh, but it's it was amazing it was, and it was a beautiful moment. Obviously he jumped in with the crowd and he didn't stop running, did he? No, the shot it just, conti- just continued to run into the whole end. I had a few requests to uh, change the name of Alfie to Alan for a bit, or at least get Hutton as a middle name. You've got James middle name, haven't you? I have. After you. Me, that's my middle name. Yes, yeah, that, was, that was why. I'd have some villa links in somewhere, so you've got, got the middle name in. Would you go for a villa name? 
if the opportunity arises. Uh, I don't know with the rabbit. I've done it with the rabbit, haven't I? Don't have to give anything away, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'd get it past her. She'd know. Yeah, she knows too much. That was, so that's I, the problem. I suggested that uh, we go for Alfie, James, Hutton, Julian, and uh, it was shot down very, very quickly. No, I've got the rabbit having our Chester. Mm. I got that past her because she liked the name. She thought it was a good rabbit name. And you had a few villa Chester. bits of your way. She turned down Gregory because I wanted to call Chester Gregory to begin with and she wasn't having it. Right. Now, after John Gregory, obviously. Yeah. We nearly had Tails as well, but that didn't get, didn't get through. Tails would have worked. Uh, yeah, I thought that, but Chester, Chester got through. Fair enough. And what a brilliant goal and uh, <clears throat> a great afternoon by all really accounts. Really was a good afternoon. Yeah. Really was. Did you I get on beers afterwards? Couldn't because I had to drive back to to London oh did you I got back very late as well lots of traffic oh. and then obviously did the drive again for the first game I was very tired yeah. last week that's why I'm a bit run down now putting, putting in the miles for you, ha- you have been putting in the miles uh, is there anything else you want to talk about over the last week before we look at the table uh, I don't think well you've got the notes mate so you know what there is to talk about well yeah but I'm I've got nothing in front of me here except for a, a lot of packs of one chewing gums and a Reese and a Reese's pieces that I've had before, how's how's the throat the feeling after that? No, pieces, pieces? I mean, my throat's not feeling great anyway, but it feels like he's getting worse yeah. through the podcast. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, let's have a look at let's have a look at the table. Villa up to eighth now, thirty-one points, uh, and only three points off fourth. Actually, West Brom in fourth on thirty-four. Big one on Friday. Yeah, very much so. So uh, still chasing Norwich City, who are having a remarkably good season They're under Fark. Um, they they are doing very very well. Leeds one point behind them on thirty-nine, and then you've got. Borough, who we obviously beat on 35, West Brom, Forest, Sheffield United, Derby, all on 34, and then then us and, and Birmingham, just one point behind Villa still. Like you say, they won their last two games, Birmingham City, so doing very well under Gary Monk as well. It's an exciting time, and we've said it from the start, this this campaign is so open because there is no real dominant team. The fact that Norwich City are leading in December... They won't keep up this form. A bit like the Bristol City. Yeah, there's no way they'll. Yeah, there's no way they'll keep this up. Yeah, they might. They might very well go up. But I'm saying they won't keep it up to this level of winning every week. It's quite at the moment. It's quite important to note that we identified November as a really difficult month, and we've won four in five, drawn the other, and. I mean, I, don't, I haven't got the predictions. Oh, in front he's of failed. Me. I was meant to say to so get the predictions printed out. I mean, you could have got the predictions. Got, we've got to do December's predictions. Yeah. We won't have to do that on the fly now. So the record of it. That's fine. We'll do that. We'll go through November's predictions. Uh, I'll go through that with Dolan next week. Uh, but let me just get the fixtures up. But nobody would have predicted uh, 13 points from from 15 over the last five games. I mean, I don't know what I predicted. I'm imagining it wasn't that. Are you getting the fixtures up or shot? I'm getting the fixtures okay, up. I think I'm quick. I'm going via the app. Oh, I've got them here. Oh, I've got them as well. We'll have to write off the first one because we've missed that already. First uh, of December, Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah. I was going to go for a 3 0 Villa win. I did have us down to win, but there's no proof. I did say that we'd win that game. There's yeah. no proof. It's difficult, isn't it, with all these games? Yeah. And, and having babies I mean, and stuff. To be honest, mate, looking at the fixtures through December. It's going to be tight, tight, sticking podcasts and stuff in the middle of that. Yeah. Well, let's let's go through the fixtures now then. Do you if you talk through the fixtures? I'll write down the score predictions. How about that? Okay, go on then. So West Brom on Friday, which if anyone in America, in particular New York, is listening to the podcast now, I'll be at the Football Factory on Friday to to watch the game. I think it's called the Football Factory. It's the Villa Pub in New York, anyway. I'll, I'll put something on social media, but I'll be there on Friday to watch the game. So I'm going to New York tomorrow. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. Looking forward to it. I bet you are. How long are you going for? Week. Well. 
eight days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Usually people go for like five days to New York. Overnight. Oh, no, you need longer than that. Well, New York's Travelling that distance for... Did you get tickets to the uh, Knicks? I haven't saw it yet. You I'll can pick them up I'll sort it when I'm there. Yeah. I'll, I'll be going. I'll be going. If I don't make it to the Knicks, I'll They're go not... to the Mets or the Nets. I can't remember. Nets. Nets. It's the Nets, isn't it? The, the, uh, the Knicks aren't very good, so you'll be able uh, to get tickets. That's good. It's good to know. I'll, I'll lend you my jersey. Have you got a Knicks jersey? Yeah. I, might, I might even have one. No, I haven't got one. I've got lots of teams, but not the Knicks. Mm. I'll probably pick one up while I'm there. While I'm out of there, you have to let me know if you want anything from the NBA store. I'm looking forward to visiting that. Oh, yeah, I love a store. Yeah, me too. <laughs> a store, you love a couch. A store, you love anything, you love anything that's American. Garbage, you trash. <laughs> you love anything that's American. Yeah, very much. So West Brom. So. Aluminum. Sorry. I don't even know what that means. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 to Villa. Uh, where is it? It's at the Hawthorne. Um... I wouldn't be going to New York if it was a Villa Park because I based this holiday purely around the Villa Did you? Yeah. Fly the next day? Well, I'm back just before the start game. Very nice. Uh, I will go for 2-0 Villa. Okay. Uh, hang on, let me write these down. You've got to remember to chase Rollo and Dolan for predictions as well. I think you can do that. I've got enough on my plate, mate, to be honest. Got nothing to do, Tom. <laughs> You're off, off work this week. That's true. It doesn't feel like I'm off work, let me tell you that. No. I've already put it in wrong. Have you ever used a phone before? The way you're typing that in is... I'm... I'm very tired. Hang so we both both Villa there. We've both gone heavy Villa there. Yeah, but you've gone two one. I've gone two 0 Yeah, there we go. Right, great radio. All right, next, Aston Villa v Stoke City. I'll let you go first this time. Okay, uh, Aston Villa v Stoke City. I'm gonna go two 0 again. Mm. Oh, two nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you no five five in there. Uh, I am gonna say. When I've seen Stoke, they've not impressed me. I'm going to go 3 0 Sevilla. I'm going Dolan. Oh, we're going Dolan I'm here. I'm Dolan sized here on these predictions. All right, next. Aston Villa v Leeds, Sunday the 23rd of December. What a tough one. Second, aren't they, at the moment? They're yeah, chasing they're it. Well. Again, though, I watched them the other week and they weren't that great. What's the date on this one? 23rd of December. <sighs> Fatigue might have kicked in. Well, there's been an eight day gap since the game from that point. I will say. 1-1. One, one. I was going to go 1-1. One, one. Well, you still can. I am going to go 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I, d- I don't want to go win, 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 win. No, and yeah, I can't predict a loss right I, now. I was, just, I was tempted to go for defeat for that one. I don't think... I think it's really hard to predict a loss when we're playing so well. Uh, Leeds are obviously a very, very good side. But they are a bit hit and miss. They, they went through a bit of a sticky patch, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, that'll be a really, really interesting game. Um, does that affect your Christmas plans at all? Did you have to go and see yeah, Andy's family or anything like that? Uh, what it has done is, I think it might have done my dad over potentially, because I said to my mum, don't worry, there won't be a game on a Sunday. Mm. It'll be Friday or Saturday, because that's what they usually are, and then, of course, they've moved it to the Sunday mm. after I've said that. It hinders me a little bit in terms of going getting back to London, but it's fine. I'm Make in it- Birmingham anyway for something on the Saturday night. So in a way it suits me, in a way it doesn't. Is Ange, Ange annoyed about that movement? She doesn't get annoyed, she just accepts the way things are. With Villa, she's very good. That is she's great. very, very good. That is. I mean, we go to New York on Friday and she's quite happy to go to the pub to watch the Villa game. That's good. Which not always would be. Not always would be happy with that on their holiday. No, especially in New York. She says it's your holiday to, is she? to me. That's really nice. Yeah. Are, are you doing something special for her while you're there? I mean, I'm going on the holiday. Right, yeah, sure. I mean, I like New York. I've been a couple of times. I'm not really much of a holiday person. I don't really like going away. I don't really like living in London. I just like being in Birmingham. That's me. I'm boring. <laughs> right. But I, know, I, like, I like New York. I really, really like New York. Do you go shopping when you're there? Oh, yeah. I'm a big shopper, mate. You know I'm a big shopper, as is. I love I'm New York, but I hate to... shopping. 
What a waste of time. Why? Yeah, but you haven't shopped since... I mean, look at those jeans. You haven't shopped since 1972. Got these from a charity shop. Oh, God, Tom. Um, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. I'm not going to buy anything that's not from a charity shop, except for, like, work stuff. What about nappies and things like that? Oh, yeah, for clothes for me. So you are going to buy things that aren't from charity shops, then? With clothes, we're talking about. So they're from a charity shop? They're from a charity shop, yeah. Tom. They're nice. I like these jeans. Are they? Oh, except they've got chocolate on them. <laughs> Is that for my races, please? It might be. Uh, uh, right, Swansea, next. Again, I don't want to keep predicting us to win, but... Oh, we're going to beat Swansea for sure. Well, now, now you've said that, we're definitely not going to beat them. 2-0. Two 2-0 nil, two nil win. I want to be a bit more conservative and to go draw again. Okay. Because just for the game, for the game point of view, isn't it? I want to win the predictions. No, I can't, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm going to go silly tutor. Silly tutor. Silly tutor. Yeah, you not just a regular one. It's a silly tutor. Uh, imagine if it is a silly tutor, too, and three people are sent off or something. Yeah. Uh, any more? And then Preston away, 29th of December. Preston. We're going to win that, aren't we? You go first. I'm going to go. 3-1 Villa uh, I am going to go I haven't got us conceding very many here uh, I'll go for 2-1 Villa so another positive month we're away from home we're keeping clean sheets at the moment yes yeah, true uh, you've gone 3-1 I will pick up the results for Dolan and I'm going to say that 2-2 two -two against Swansea is a fatigue based 2-2 two -two because we only played three days prior and Swansea will have had an extra day to recover interesting mm. Interesting. Uh, there you go. There's the predictions, and I will find out how we did on in November, and me and Dolan will go through that next week. Yeah. I think. Uh, right. Let's have a little look at some of the questions. Apologies for my notes. I've got two. I'm on two phones this week. You're always on two phones. You always turn up with two phones. But I usually have the notes out, don't uh, I? And I, I embed the. the let's have a look at the competition. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, the book's out there. Let's well, do the competition. Will you talk about it then? Pass me the book, please. Oh, I can model it. Yeah, you model it. So. Saw Bish, Rob Bishop, legend of Aston Villa folklore, the other night, and he gave me a book, his Euros and Villains book. If, if you signed. don't know, sorry. People should know who Bish is. Yeah, but if you don't know, he's, he's a Villa historian, isn't he? He works at the club. He, mm. He's worked at the club for, for years, writing match reports on the website. Mm -hmm. He used to work for the Evening Mail when the Birmingham Mail was the Evening Mail. He's just an all-round legend. Most people will know who Bish is still involved with the club now. So he wrote this book, Euros and Villains. It's basically just... A history of every game that Villa have played in Europe, I, I believe. I've actually got it myself and haven't started it yet, but I have had a, a flick through and it does look a very good book. It's very nicely presented. Lee Childs of Jack Reacher fame does the, does the forward, so very nice of Rob to donate that to us to give away as a prize. So all you have to do to win this book, which was quickly decided before the podcast started because I hadn't thought of anything, is... Comment somewhere on social media or on YouTube or on iTunes just offering Tom some fatherly advice. <laughs> if yeah. you offer any piece of fatherly advice, put put hashtag hashtag Tom's a dad <laughs> in there as well. Just so fatherly advice, hashtag Tom's a dad, and you will be considered the, for the draw. The funniest advice generally will win, I think. Probably yeah. when we look through it. The one we like the best. So for me, if I'm picking, the more abusive you are towards Tom, <laughs> the you more won't be picking, you won't be uh, here. Ah, no, it's got to run more than a week, or has it not? Did you want to run a week? You've well, got to your next podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh -huh. I want to be involved in the choosing process. Usually, if I was involved, the more abusive you were towards Tom, the more likely you would be to win. So if I'm not picking, I don't know what, what you do. If you and Dolan, I don't know what you two will conjure up. This has got some really nice images, Imag I haven't I haven't read through it, but it's really nicely presented. It's good. It's nice to look back at some of the games that you've been to. For me, it's like a, even there, see that old Muller kitchen. I was going to say nostalgic that. Nostalgic memories. It's a really, really good book. 
really enjoy it'll be really enjoyable to read so Absolutely. yeah yes so yeah fatherly advice hashtag tom's a dad give us some advice a bit turfed out of the booth right our pals just walked behind oh, us. We've only got about two minutes left. Two oh, minutes. We've got ten minutes. Well, we did book it till nine, but yeah. you know what? We're not doing real work in there. People are here to do real work. That's true. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to shelve the questions then. For, yeah. For. Uh, well, maybe we've been going fifty four minutes. Yeah. It's busy, isn't it? An astute podcast. It was a busy week, and we're giving away something, so that's quite nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so, we didn't get to James Collins. His five week deal uh, should kick in this week at some point. Good cover, um, and. We'll, we'll, yeah, just basically add cover, yeah. won't he? I'll get Rollo to clip something up with that competition so it goes on social media for people to see as well. Although if you're not watching the podcast or listening to it, you probably don't deserve to win. Mm, yeah, agreed. So, yeah, good stuff. So that's it, I think. Yeah. I'll do a quick outro. Please. Shall I? Not, you don't want to, you don't want to be, be put back into that arena. First time back and I'm very tired. Yeah, fair enough. We're all <laughs> tired, mate, because you've got a kid. Not an illness. Yeah, we're, all, we're all tired. He has had an illness. That's true. I did think, as I said, that that wasn't the right terminology to use. Thank you ever so much for listening or watching this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. If you could leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to us on YouTube with your post notifications on, that would be absolutely brilliant. Also, comment with your thoughts on the podcast and your thoughts on Villa at the moment. And don't forget to enter the competition. Hashtag Tom's a dad. That is the worst hashtag. <laughs> now, now I've said it back a few times. That is the worst hashtag that there has ever been. If you could also give the video a like if you are watching via YouTube, then that would be brilliant. I'm off. I'm a Holly Bob, so... There will be match previews and stuff going on, but I won't be involved in them, and you'll be doing a podcast with Dolan next week. I'll be back for fan cams at the Stoke game, but make sure you are watching all our content, even though I'm not in it. I imagine that may make it more enjoyable for some. Thanks ever so much for all your support. Thanks for watching. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.